Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to another wonderful episode of the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire on Open Lines Radio. My name is Mark, I'll be your camp host. I'm happy you're here, I'm happy you're listening. Uh, this episode originally aired on October 1st, 2016 and features a very good, who has now become a very good friend of mine, Heidi J. Morellis. And um, I'm just so happy that I still I have all these and I'm able to share them with you. Um, if you weren't able to listen to them two years ago when they originally broadcast, or if you did, it's great to re-listen to them. Uh, it's so crazy how when these things went out, uh, we thought they were relevant, and listening back now, we find out that they're even more relevant now than they were there. They're really hidden gems that um, not very many people have heard, so uh, consider yourself one of the lucky ones. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the uh, campfire chat <clears throat> yesterday with um, Hannah LaFrance, you really need to go listen to it. It's a, I think it's a really important um, piece especially part two and it really needs to be heard it's uh, a, a piece of of I don't know I don't even know what to call it I mean it's art in itself but it, it's it's a channeling um, it's almost a channeling of of Hannah channeling herself it's crazy you got to go listen to it it's so good uh, that was the campfire chat from uh, yesterday so uh, go back and listen to it on SoundCloud listen to all of them on SoundCloud um, follow Open Lines Radio and also uh, download the Mixler app M-I-X-L-R and follow Art Bell is Dead and um, listen to these things live it's fun when you listen live we love your energy as you're listening live so we're going to get to this um we're gonna we're gonna listen to to Heidi speak because really it's it's pretty amazing. All you astral hobos, all you mental vagabonds, all you glowing balls of radiant light, it is with much pleasure and humility that I present to you from the great state of Idaho, transmitting as an alchemical bolt of healing energy originating from an underground crystal vortex through a tin can telephone stretched across time and moon cycles. Ms. Heidi J. Morellis, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo, I ramble all alone, ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. First off, I just have to say thank you, I am so excited and a little bit nervous, but no, don't be nervous. really <laughs> excited to be here around the campfire. It's a true <laughs> honor. I love what you're putting out on Instagram. Thank you. I am so happy to be a part of this like little watering hole that feeds our community and connects us and everything like that. So it's just a real honor and a pleasure. So um, I bow to you. No, no, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me because it's like it's nothing without like it's not me. Like <laughs> so everybody else. I'm just the the I'm just the camp. <laughs> 
stuff. You hold it all together. You're pulling it all together. I'm trying. That's cool. <laughs> so what are, what are you up to? Oh, my God, everything. And, <laughs> and, and I really think I am just allowing for ease of flow right now in my life because, you know, on, um, I, I, on Instagram, I like to reference, you know, being a healing artist. And um, that's something that I kind of just created once upon a time to just, you know, honor the fact that my livelihood is based upon heart arts where I'm giving this intangible product into the world just by like sharing light and compassion and really just creating sacred space and honoring the divine feminine, the womb energy of love and compassion, just opening that up around a person and doing massage and body work and yoga. And uh, this year, oh my God, this past year of my life has been really intense. I um, um, took a huge leap of faith, but I knew it was more like a push from the universe to leave a toxic marriage. And I um, was unsure what the path ahead would um, show but or how it would provide for me as a single mom. And uh, I've been able to take care of my own, which is always <laughs> number one. Right. And um, yet on top of that, I've been blessed with a lot of healing opportunities a lot of opportunities that can feel sort of cataclysmic as well. I mean, that alone right, is a right. cataclysmic yeah, opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, but other things have popped up, and uh, I, I take the opportunity when they arise. I kind of see that as this opportunity to, like, go into the pain. I like to, or go into the, I like to call it the medicine because it's like, you know, like going into that uncomfort, uncomfortable space where growth happens. But at the same time, as I'm doing these things that are somewhat uncomfortable and growing and expanding myself, I, I feel like there's just like this natural ease that's taking care of it all. So I'm just doing that. I don't know if that's yeah, well, ambiguous no, no, of an answer. But. No, it, it makes, well, I, I, like, I like what you said, how it's like it's medicine and how the medicine doesn't taste good. The medicine that tastes good is usually the, the sweetened with sugar. And it's not really <laughs> good for you. So, so yeah, you have to, you have to kind of deal with that pain before you can, can come out on the other side. I also like how you call it uh heart, heart, hardest. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it's, it doesn't pin you down to any one thing. It's like, it's like whatever creative, uh, energy comes to you to help that specific person. It doesn't pigeonhole you into any specific method. And that's, I really yeah. like that. And what's cool about that is it's like, that's just how I started to explain myself, but then it's grown. And even now I still have these moments of awe where I see how this theme of being a hardest fits into everything else that I do. So to kind of just explain a little bit more about me, like I do um, massage and uh, Reiki and um, I'm a birth doula um, and like I said I teach yoga too so I do all these things but like you're a renaissance woman <laughs> yeah I think the heart is a perfect analogy because you know like physically the heart has these four chambers that are going on and they're all dependent upon one another and it's all perfectly balanced and you know like it's truly the center of our being um, you know like we 
the heart, human heart develops first in the embryo before the brain, and science is showing so much about, um, you know, the, the power of the heart's intelligence with um, heart coherence. I don't know if you've heard about what that is. No. Um, but heart coherence is kind of like this state of natural peace and ease and flow. Um, it happens when our breath and our heart rhythms and our, our body is definitely not in that fight or flight state. Um, and so heart coherence is something that we can, we can cultivate when we think about things that bring us peace and um, pleasure. And then the, the electromagnetic frequency of the heart will expand. And when you think, when you get in a state of heart coherence, and you can, that's when you're with people. Like heart coherence happens on Instagram. That's when right. you're like, boom, just dialed into someone or their post or whatever, you know. And then this magnetism occurs, and that's how manifestation truly happens. And But, um, yeah, the heart just is this perfect analogy. And... I, um, one of my main teachers and um, guides through my life and my practices, both as just a student and a teacher, is um, earth energy. And um, one thing that I love um, is that the, the NASA symbol for earth, if you don't already know, it's just like the circle with, you know, like an equidistant cross through it. So it breaks the circle into four four corners right. and and it's like heart medicine our earth is our heart and the first thing I learned as a massage therapist you know I like technically honestly I've been doing massage since I was 10 to get out of chores and things <laughs> like that but as a professional um, practitioner it's been 13 years in practice and the first thing that kind of blew my mind is I started to see and connect with wow the body has its own time cycle like our minds have their own time cycle but the body has its own and you know like I feel like the heart is also this this these four corners and that symbolism is just like a, a sign of relativity to me and time and relativity is something that I'm really really like turned on with like uh, what inspires me and I'm kind of that's one of the areas where I'm kind of stepping into exploring how do I put this stuff into words and share it because it's really the most um, fundamental way of us finding peace because it's uh, more process oriented versus like time or like, you know, like uh, if A then B, you know, uh -huh. like, oh, it just opens up our perspectives to look at things from multiple um, avenues. So like, from going from one point, like we might, to the four chamber idea. Does that make sense? Yeah. Make no. Sense? Yeah. No. No. Totally. <laughs> totally. I, okay. I want to go. I want to. If we can go back when you were talking yeah. about, um, like the what was it called when, when you're when you're at the natural state of peace? Oh, heart coherence. Heart coherence. Because <clears throat> I I have a terrible memory, so I usually can no. go back and listen, but I don't even want to wait to go back. I wanted to make sure I get that. Um, yes. And please, I like I will ramble every which direction. So you got to be my ringleader. Okay, I got you. I got you. Well, I want to. I'm 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 trying to write write notes as fast as I can because I I want to let you finish and not interrupt. No, it's um, great. Thank um, you. So with with the heart coherence, basically what you're saying is that's kind of like that's your, it's your it, to to put it in 
terms of the physical, that's your heart rate at a natural state of peace. Your heart is, is beating at this perfect state where you're, when you're at total peace. And, that, and, when, and the heart coherence is kind of when your essence or your spirit or your body or whatever, everything kind of is in tune with that natural, peaceful heart rate. Is that? Yes, I think yes so. No? But to make it more like technical, it's actually, they can measure it. It has to do with the um, electro, electronic sort of waves and functioning of the heart. So when you're stressed, um, I wish I, it, it, I just am going to keep using the term electromagnetic frequency because, but there might be a more specific term for it. Um, but um, the EMS that the heart puts out will be erratic, these, these wavelengths, whatever they're called. <laughs> like the, right. uh, and, but yet when you're in a state of heart coherence, it's rhythmic and it is in sync with your breath and it is in sync with your spirit, your essence in a sense, because that's our natural flow. So it's just a, a scientific way of measuring whether or not we are in a state of union and flow. And, and that's how we can connect across like social media, like Instagram is when we're, when two people are looking at it's the same image and that and reading the same words and that those image and images and words are giving you you're having a reaction to those that are putting you in that state then you're also in the same state as yes. the other person looking at those images yes. and words and that's how we're able to connect yes and they call that social coherence oh, and so there's actually there's a website heartmathinstitute.org i believe but um, they have some really great information about it. It's short and succinct, these little videos. But it's really fascinating because, yeah, then you can, you can intentionally create social coherence. And that then creates wavelengths, wavelengths, yeah, right. <laughs> of peace on, uh, on Earth. Right. And I suppose and you could also create wavelengths of disruption and wavelengths of chaos if you were of that mindset as well. That's why it's probably important that we continue to put out peace to yes. combat that's, the images. That's, I think that's kind of cool because I don't think you could actually create, you couldn't create destruction and have um, heart coherence. Maybe you could. This is a really interesting thought because because it's how the body the shadow side comes of into its state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I probably I didn't mean to take it there. We could go back up. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I mean, all sides of the coin here. It's um, again because, yeah, let's let's expand our perspectives to include include all um, shades of of reality because it's all there. Right, and when so. you when you see somebody post something about some trouble they're having in their life or some things they're dealing with and then we're empathetically able to connect with them because we are our, our heart coherence is maybe drop raising or dropping to match them. I don't, maybe it's something completely different. Yeah. Sorry. I, I tend to post those. I'm having a day things. And I, um, I think then, then what happens is like you, the social, high vibe of the people who connect to that person in that moment. It doesn't take long mm -mm. for that person to raise. It's really instantaneous. It's quite amazing. The other night I had a really stro uh, I had a really hard night with parenting 
and I turned to Facebook, which I do occasionally, and I just kind of vented. And it was like within 10 minutes that I, I literally was feeling heartbroken because it's one of those things, and I know you can relate as a parent, when your child is just struggling and there's nothing you can yeah. do. And it just breaks your heart, and it's really hard to get over. Um, but lo and behold, social media just came in and, like, scooped me up, swooped me up, and just made me feel better and brought me into a better state of heart coherence. Because I think heart coherence is connection. One of the meditations that they have on HeartMath Institute is, um, you know, you just take moments to breathe quietly and calm yourself down. And then you can just reflect on someone you love and you just think about their face, you know, like your child's face, their beautiful little hands or whatever, and how that makes you feel. That takes you, like even right now, I just activated my heart coherence. It, 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 it amplifies the strength and the power of your heart. Yeah, and, and something you said, something you just said too just hit me, and it's, it's when you, you're looking at your, you're, you're thinking about your children and, and things that they're having to cope with in everyday life that we all had to cope with as well, you know, when we were children. And so yeah. you just know, you, so you know what they're going through because you've been there. Yeah. And so there's this, this, this sadness kind of that comes up upon you. But, <laughs> but, but like you say, but when you can focus on them and you know that they're going to get through it and you know they're going to be looking back and telling their child that but they're having to deal with their children going through the same things, then, then you are. You're able to pull your you pull yourself up even though there's still you can't change the fact that there's still exactly still have to deal with it. you can't change it and one thing i've learned recently is you know it gives them confidence to go through those things as crazy as it is so that is what kind of just becomes my little flotation device to to get through it is he's getting he's gaining confidence you just got to let him you got to let him struggle till he finds his way and then and then it shifts, and it's all a phase again to take it back to process-oriented right, thinking. Right, right. And, uh, and right, and right. Then there's that confidence that it, he overcame it. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Awesome. So, so, so you're you're a a, a heartist. <laughs> a healing heartist. A healing yes. a healing heartist. So, it, this is but this isn't a this is a way of life, correct? Like it has become that every. Yes. In every like it, it see, I can imagine that once you tap that frequency of 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 healing hardest, that it just like saturates everything you do. Well, yeah, because the heart is the seat of truth, and so when you when you are a hardest, and that I actually wrote a definition, and I wrote it as a noun, but then I realized it's actually like a verb, <laughs> you know, because it's a living thing. But it's really just someone who has a sound mind who is um, guided by emotional emotional intelligence and creative freedom. Um, but having having a heart centered um, life, you know, you you just have to be humble and realize like you're not always top dog and right. <laughs> allow things to fall as they may around you, like organize self organize outside of you. Um, but then also you have to have the courage to speak your truth and you have to have the courage sometimes to, to honestly just be like, this makes no sense, but my heart says to do this. So right. I know that this is what I have to do. And I, I found that when I fight that truth and I try to 
hold it in and just, you know, like do what makes sense or do what I feel safer doing. Like it just builds up and it builds up and then it ends up creating the shadow side of my own self where I then start to critique or, you know, build up ideas about things that aren't true. And, you know, I just, it, it takes a lot of courage. Um, but after a certain point, like it's the only way you can, it, it doesn't seem like courage anymore. It's just the way you are. Right. It just sometimes I love it, and sometimes it frustrates me because you know <laughs> trying to fit a, a circle peg in a triangle. <laughs> a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so you you're finding that you you don't fit in in places when you're when you well your heart. You know, like I think I don't think it's that I don't. I don't know, maybe that's just some self-imposed notion, um, but just culturally as a whole, you know, like, I tend to be a little off path, and, you know, like, this is a perfect, my son going through his experience being in school, like, he is a hardest through and through, and um, I have to put him in this institutionalized system, which then, you know, it's like, Okay, yes. <laughs> coloring inside of the lines mm -hmm. now. When I know exactly. In Mama's house, you can color on the wall. Right. You know, like right. whatever. Not, but um, and so it's on, just, on the walls of your what, imagination. Please, not on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> clean it up. Yeah. You're gonna do that. Right. Make sure that it's not permanent. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know exactly what you feel. What you're going through because I. It's the same thing. I've got. Uh, yeah. Three ki all, three kids in between high school and junior high, and they come home and they talk about what they're doing and it's like yeah but I know you have to answer the questions that way but it's not exactly the way it was <laughs> trying to trying to help them like keep their grades up with also having a sense of what reality really is and have some critical thinking skills right. too right exactly. Hey. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you something um about um Reiki okay because this is, and I, and, and what I need, and, and I think you're, you're the person to do it. I need someone to convince <laughs> me. I, 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 I always, okay, I always used to say that I don't have any, um, I don't use any kind of psychic protection. I'm open to everything. Whatever comes at me, comes at me. And, but lately it's been a lot. So I've been putting up walls. And so uh -huh. I'm wondering if, if someone like me who is now, like I take on so much energy in my life. Like it, all it is is my life is usually is other people's energy. And so yeah. like when I, I try to like turn off and how can Reiki help me? <laughs> I, cause, because I have a natural tendency to say I can't handle anyone else's energy. And, and so I don't yeah. think it's just more of an uh, I'm just not educated um, uh, into what it is or, or how, how it works. Can you – can you sell me on it? Because I really want I so love that you asked this question because it's so important. Um, um, first of all, you do have so much energy. I remember um, however long ago it was you did a reading for me. It was the first reading I had you do. I, I remember feeling you, you connect to my energy field, which I didn't realize that's what was happening at the time. But I was like, whoa, there's all this energy in my field all of a sudden. What's happening? And I, like, had to sit down and breathe and all this stuff. And then when, then when I read what you wrote, I was like, okay, no, that's, that was us, our energy fields connecting. But you were also 
pulling from me. So it wasn't just like your energy, but you were like pulling right. my energy flow through. So it was just amplifying me and my stuff too. But anyway, so I love that you asked this question because it we need to differentiate in this world, like what is Reiki? Because that's why um, like my professional um, page on Facebook, just to plug it real quick, is <laughs> plug away. Um, face, Facebook, Facebook.com slash love light Reiki. But it's um, the page's title itself is like love light Reiki and energy alchemy. So I you're like an that. energy alchemy. Yeah. You're an energy alchemist, and that's what you're doing. And so for you, like, yeah, Reiki could help you, but here's the thing. Reiki is a very specific process of moving energy where a person has an attunement, and they have to have an attunement in order to do it. Otherwise, they're just being uh, an energetic alchemist themselves and likely pulling from their own energy field and depleting themselves and potentially creating a lot of karmic entanglements. And you don't want to do that right. shit. So a Reiki practitioner needs to have an attunement and there's multiple stages of attunements that govern different um, energy abilities. Like the first level governs the physical body the second level, you can then start to do distance healing and remote access of energy flow and accessing things beyond space and time. And then the third is kind of basically like the the prep for being a Reiki master, which you can choose to be or not. And, and then Reiki master is like a final attunement. At least that's my lineage through Usui Reiki and Tibetan Reiki. So for you, like what would be really beneficial, I would say, is learning more about energy alchemy and learning how to um, ground yourself um, because essentially that's what becomes our body's force field, if you will. Um, you know, and that's where when we strengthen our physical body through our diets, through yoga, through meditation, through anything that we feel grounded doing, you know, like art and music and things like that, bringing us into the present moment, it expands your own, what I call your biosphere, which includes your body's physical energy and the auric space of your body as well. And it increases that energy so that you can, the higher you are, the higher vibrating you are, the, the easier you can discern in your own energy and another person's energy. And that's the first step towards being able to really govern things that you want in your space and you don't want in your space. But um, for you, like what would be beneficial for Reiki is if you got an attunement, which I do by the way, okay. and distance if you're interested, because <laughs> okay. I would love to do that. Um, but anyway. Well, I, I want to talk to you about it, but I wanted to talk to you about it first. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so what you, just practicing on yourself would be really beneficial to help you amplify your energy. And you can even give Reiki to your food. And so then your food is extra charged that you eat, and then that helps you. And, you know, Reiki itself, also, you have to have a certain level of commitment um, to wanting to be on a, uh, on a particular path because it is going to make you have more ownership of your life. You have to you have to pay attention to the food you eat and the people you surround yourself with, you know, to a relative degree. It depends on, you know, like how much work you're meant to do spreading your light in the world. You know, if you don't, 
you know, if you don't have this particular calling in your life and you just want to have Reiki to give it to your cat and to yourself, you can totally do that and still have your regular life. But, you know, for me personally, I know it was like that moment in the matrix and I took like whatever pill it is, whatever right. color, and it shifted everything and I could never go back. And um, definitely at times I wished I could, but now, you know, 13 years later from my first attunement, I'm so happy that I have these tools to be able to take care of myself when I need to, um, and then also to, to fall back on these things. Like, you know, at the beginning of our talk, I was mentioning how life kind of has pushed me into these areas of where I need to grow, and, and um, this summer has, was all about detoxing. Like, um, one of my ways of coping in my um, toxic marriage was drinking a shit ton of coffee and smoking a lot of herbs yeah. and which those are great things. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to figure out where the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> when you have an emotion of, or an ocean of emotion underneath all of these are things Are you saying I need on, a detox? <laughs> <laughs> you might to some degree. No, but I mean like, and then the amount of channeling work I was doing, yeah, it was knocking me on my ass. And uh, so I had to just, like, clean up my life and, you know, take care of my emotional things that were going on. And um, But now, thank God, you know, like, I, have, I had to give up caffeine, and I'm kind of, like, going back and forth with that. But I'm on a dietary cleanse right now that I am really committed to for the next few weeks. And so I, you know, I haven't been having any caffeine. And I feel fine. And it's so funny because, like, like I was, just, I was laughing about that this this morning because taking the kids to their respective schools and you know this commotion of like getting them where they need to be in the morning it always stresses me out. And before I used to have coffee to like wake up and cope right. with all of that, but but right now like literally my beverage of choice the last two days has been lavender and chamomile tea, oh. <laughs> and I still get aggro. <laughs> I still get aggro on the on the drive, like waiting for people like to do things, and I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy. I've got all this heat and this passion, this fire inside of me, and I used to like cope by putting another like inflammatory um, substance in my body. Like, whoa, this is crazy. And so, but yeah, you yeah, know, I like I'm. I'm I'm not like a, a total purist through and through. I'm doing this right now for an intentional practice that I'm, I'm doing. So eventually I will be coming back to like my <laughs> once or twice weekly of half caffeinated yeah, beverages that I, I allow myself. I, I had a really bad uh, soda. Like I wasn't, uh -huh. like probably a, a year, I don't even know if I drank water if it wasn't carbonated and, and caramel coated. Yeah. And I, I've kicked that, but I still have to have my morning coffee. <laughs> I love coffee. It's so hard to give up. But I was having anxiety and panic. So when that starts to happen, like, it's easy to knock that shit to the curb. I, I feel you, too, because I was just outside out there, and uh, my my wife goes, aren't you getting ready to record a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you've got to tone it. Bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> so I came in, and I, I did a little breathing before I called you up. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah so because yeah because i get pretty uh that, that morning energy it, it hits me hard yes. and then i throw coffee on it and i'm probably a <laughs> but that that but that kind of brings me to the next thing i want to talk to you about which is which is the moon yes let's talk let's about ta the moon. let's talk about the moon i have <laughs> um I, i've 
put so much thought into the moon over the past year that I I'm actually out of balance the opposite way now, and I so like when the when the full moon is up and people are out and it's light outside and there's all that energy. I have trained myself to be completely I barely exist during those times. I I tune off and down now now as we're coming into this new moon. Well, it's, when it's dark at night and everybody's kind of winds down earlier, I have so I come with so much energy because I've all, I've tried to like live in spite of the moon, and now I'm completely out of whack. <laughs> I don't and and every, and, and I, right now I have like so much energy and I'm ready. I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go plant those seeds. And everyone's like, I feel yeah, the same way. <laughs> no, I feel the same way, and I w- I would love to hear from you know your listeners. Po- Post on the Instagram. Let us know if you're the if you vibe with the new moon more than the full moon or whatever. Because I feel the same way. Yeah. The full moon, I tend to get like draw myself inward. But the new moon, man, that's when we're we're connected to ourselves at the at the most pure level. Right. So I mean, you can definitely see all those things that maybe get in the way. But once you've tuned in to yourself, once you've been living from a place like you and I do where you're really heart centered and in in rhythm with the earth you know then you don't feel so out of whack when it comes to the new moon and you just can celebrate your damn self i love it <laughs> right <laughs> i'm like come on what, what's everyone doing it's like i love it's the fall new moon. and it's dark and, <laughs> and going outside at night when there's no light oh my god I love that. <laughs> so yeah so you're kind of the same as me but do you <laughs> Do you find yourself paying attention to the moon, as, oh, yes. like in your daily life, or like how is? Oh yes, I love the moon, and I I think about the moon all the time. And I really, you know, like the the parts of the moon cycle that excite me are the half moons. And one of my favorite yoga poses is balancing half moon Ardha Chandrasana, and uh, it's such a beautiful pose because you have to have. Um, such focus of your mind and presence and you have to have strength and flexibility but really you just it, it you're standing on one leg and you have like you're star fishing basically in the air right <clears throat> um so it looks like it would take all this strength and it does but when you like just think about opening your heart then everything else just falls into alignment and i love that about the pose and i love the the half moons because to me like it's about balance and, you know, honoring this this truth that we are both dark and light and, you know, we're constantly in fluctuation of growing or expanding and contracting. Um, and and uh, I, I've been thinking about starting some new moon circles either, you know, locally here or um, um, virtually in the social media world um, to honor the, those time cycles of the quarter moon and the three quarter moon. Yeah. Um, you should love them. There should be some hashtag campaign so that we can all connect yeah. to all of them during <laughs> those times and just whatever, yeah. you know, so we're all connecting. That would be That's cool virtually. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say my favorite phase of the moon is the half moon. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I'm seeing people out there, but I haven't heard it. <laughs> I'm sure there are others. <laughs> I'm sure there are people, someone's listening to that one. What do you mean you never heard that? There's, just there's so, a bumper sticker. Yeah. I you do. <laughs> there's just so much emphasis is usually placed on the full moon that and the rest exactly. of the month gets forgotten. Yeah. 
The new moon is getting a lot more hype too, which is good. And yet, in general, I was just thinking about this with the last um, full moon because, like, everywhere, everybody was posting about it everywhere. Granted, it might just be the people I'm connected to, but I was just thinking about how a handful of years ago, you know, it was like hardly anybody was talking about this stuff. Right. Um, and so now it's so beautiful, though, and it, I'm so glad to see it happening because we are starting to honor this truth of um, the divine harmony of the sun and the moon and you know like that's really if I'm you know a healing artist but like this divine harmony of the sun and the moon like that is what keeps me going um, in my personal practice of uh, my self-growth and even with my my bodywork stuff that's why my website is crescenter crest.center because it's like finding your center through life's phases and um, there's, it's, it's needed. Like I'm, I'm really passionate about furthering, like getting us all closer to this reality of relativity. Like we already know that relativity is a truth and yet we're living in this linear time right. construct and it needs to shift and it is shifting. And I feel like all of this collective um, just awareness of, of the moon and these cycles, like that's the beginning. That's the beginning of the collective collective consciousness starting to accept these ideas but then it's going to grow somehow and who knows i don't know how but <laughs> well, well that's what like instagram does is because like like you say a, a year two years ago no one was talking about it a, a two years ago operating with operating uh with the moon cycles was kind of a, a hidden secret <laughs> you know to yeah. success yeah. Where, where people were like how does this guy have it all together and you're just going with the moon because nobody was paying attention to it and now the, with social media even somebody who's not really into it, somebody regrams something, and it's just exactly. in speed, and they're like, "Oh, that's now that makes sense. That's what I'm feeling." Yeah. And so, yeah. That, and then it takes off. So it's just gonna get bigger and bigger. bigger. And you know what? This is making me um, think about. I I remember tuning into NPR once, and they were featuring this this guy's book, which I really need to try to track it down, but. He was talking about how we actually have different neurotransmitters that are more dominant in different phases of the moon cycle so that we can maybe start to think about that when we're doing our daily lives and we're like, damn, this week I just don't feel like doing shit. And it's because like maybe it's because this particular neurotransmitter is dominant that week and you're not meant to do shit that week. Right, you know? So right. that's your week to just chill. And stop berating yourself for just wanting to, you know, be a little bit more slower and gentle and not want to get everything on your to-do to -do list done. Because you know what? The next week, boom, the different um, neurotransmitter is going to be dominant. That makes you want to do all that shit. Right. So right. That makes total sense. It's like, it's like living it. like the ancestors. Exactly. Because. In Earth's harmony. We, yes. The, the present human is. The, the, the present human's life is dictated by schedule, uh, exactly. a, a, a human-constructed schedule, an arbitrary schedule, not a natural yep. schedule. The linear time structure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I'm convinced there's, like, some something to, like, this notion of fours. I haven't figured it all out yet, but, like, the four chambers of the heart, there's four seasons, and, like, there's this four-four time 
thing, right? right. Time signature. Right. I'm not a musician, so I don't. I need to learn. I just, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just opening it up in this conversation well, for well, no. Come through and teach me what what the heck is this four <laughs> four thing? Or do you know like uh, well, what? Is, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how like the four four. I mean, like say that's just that's just the natural. That's just a natural beat that we respond to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why though. So hopefully someone out there, maybe if if somebody out there knows, let's come come to the campfire and let's talk about it. <laughs> and you know, it's maybe not about knowing, but having ideas. What right, is it right. like? I'm just so curious. Well, I know in, in tarot, what I always associate the four with is foundation, and Ooh. and the four corners of a foundation. Uh-huh. And so yes, again, in four corners. Right. And so as you're coming up through through the numbers of each suit, by the time you get to four, you. Th- when you're living through the through the cycle of life and you're at the four, you're thinking that you've created this, you've, you're successful. Like you have this goal and you've reached uh, this goal. But the reality of it is, is you still have you've just built your foundation, so much more. and you have to now build your temple on top of this foundation. So this this part you've been through now, and and I guess you could say it's just always. It's like eternally, continuously, where. In the now, you're always still at the foundation, always building upward, yes. because the, it's totally. everything you've learned to now is what's built your base. Yes, yes. So that's the four is like our foundation of our body structure too. Like you know, like you are always your physical foundation, and you're like your own little radio transmitter. Didn't you just post something I did. about this? <laughs> I did. <laughs> And, um, That's, it's out there. That frequency's out there. I've come across a couple whoa. others since then. I love it. <laughs> I can. I only can imagine how fascinating your life would be, like channeling things and learning things by the people you connect with. Oh, all over the the, the the problem is, is it's mostly unconscious learning because, like, it there's. You know, some days I'm getting, I'm doing six readings, and I can't hold on to the energy for very long. It's like I've got to do it, yeah. and I've got to clear it because there's the next person. And so, yeah. like, if you were to ask me, do you remember that reading you did for me? I would have to be honest and say I don't. But I can go back and look uh-huh. at it, and I can tell you what I was thinking. But like the second I'm done, I'm usually on to the next, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's like, all right, I got to let that go because the next person needs. Because I, I, I try to not have the residual. Although you know it's there, yeah. you know I'm taking it on, and I'm yeah. by osmosis all those people I'm learning from, even though I can't recognize it until I go back and look. And yeah, like you said, it, it hits your subconscious, and then that will pop into your consciousness uh-huh. when it's like supposed to. Right. But do you ever get just like really um, like in awe of what you channel to the point where it really inspires you to want to create something or that happens to me but but like you're saying it will I'll lose it um and then then I'm like what was that really fantastic <laughs> thing right right oh yeah if you're, <laughs> if you're not ready for it it's it it's never what it what it was in the moment like if you have a good idea, exactly. like I have, I have yeah. screenplay after screenplay ideas that were. If I would have started writing the second I had them, would be summer blockbusters. <laughs> but it's like because I did it, now they're just ideas in the back of my head. And when I go to it, it's like eh. <laughs> the energy's yeah. already gone from that one. And it goes on to somebody else to uh-huh. create yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, but it, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of energies that that come through. So. Like I say, I used to just try to be open to it, and now I almost have to kind of like just 
let it walk yeah, through and leave, it. come through and leave. And that's the first time I've thought of it that way of how it works. So I'm th thanks. <laughs> it's, it's more of a passing through. Yeah, but that's interesting. You know, like I actually got connected to you through my Instagram contact, uh, Tessa Mercury, yeah. who I was connected with on Periscope. Periscope became my like playground. It was really like the catalyst for me on my journey, even like leaving my husband um, because I was, I was taken from one reality at my home space into the true potential of any reality on Periscope, right? And, and the level of consciousness that was being shared there was just like unreal to me. And it was about a year ago from now where I um, had this idea to share Reiki through Periscope. And so I didn't want to just do the card readings like so many other people were doing, but I started doing like intuitive body scans and sending Reiki that way. And um, um, immediately I realized the kind of like, I guess the shadow side of doing that type of work is there's so much in the ethereal and so much within another person's consciousness or unconsciousness that you have to somehow shield yourself from. and 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 the power on that particular device you know like you're connected in real time and they're looking at the, their phone and looking at you and i had this thing where like in order for me to channel reiki purely like i had to put up a, a screen like a like i usually would pick like a pretty card or an image for people to look at while i was doing my thing because i felt like i just needed to not have anything in my space that could somehow like inadvertently um, affect me right. and it, it it sounds small and little but it was like what I needed one small little thing I needed to do for protection and but it's it's um it in working with energy and being an energy alchemist you know I don't know what I'm about to say definitely take it no, say with it. a grain of salt with relativity but it's like you learn in retrospect to some degree, you know, like, because we're working with this unknown space uh, with Reiki. Um, that's kind of how it taught me. Like you're working with this invisible thing and you, the more you practice, you develop your relationship with spirit and your spirit guides and everyone's different. This is just my experience. Right. But when I teach Reiki to people, I tell them, you know, like, there's an element of learning in retrospect here where you're like, oh, dang, mm -hmm. I kind of, now I know that I need to actually get more sleep or not go out drinking the night before I'm actually, you know, going to have clients or do some Reiki or whatever right. the heck it is. Um, so there's this element of maybe you have to be, allow yourself to be open to things and be like, okay, I'm going to let everything in. And then you're like, oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do that. And then learning how it works for you. Um, you know, so, right. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're, it's, it's, it's just, it's really comforting to, uh, <laughs> hear, hear, uh, maybe like, like somebody that's like, like gets it, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I understand what you're dealing with because I have a feeling you're dealing with the same thing. Yeah. That same thing. Yeah. This summer, um, I had a pretty, pretty significant um, thing that happened that really kind of shook me and everyone that was involved with it. Um, and at the end of the day, what I take from that experience is just that 
within every person that was um, a participant, we all had some vein of, of uh, toxic conditioning to allow those circumstances to come together, which is alchemy. It's, you know, like alchemy in its own right. regard as well. Right. And, and all of us went through a purification and really big healing experience from that. And I know that personally, like, it was really intense, and and it taught me stuff. And I think also, um, you know, again, to go back to learning as you go, like, in that particular situation, I was being more of a, quote-unquote, uh, shaman. I don't like to use that word, but it's right. the only one that would fit. <laughs> right. um, then I typically do, but I was following what spirit my guides were t telling me to do. But now, now I know a little bit more about how to maybe access those situations or those scenarios, and or or um, just that they can exist, and so that if something like that were to happen, then you know how to handle things in a way that people can feel comfortable. Like you say, you know, like oh, I don't need to worry about this because it's reality, and like we are all expanding and and going through such a profound birth process into a new level of consciousness and you know like embodying the fifth dimension and everything else you know like yeah and it's, that, really, and it's scary really yeah it's scary and, it, and it's and it's the unknown yeah. like we, we kind of have to do this like little infants that the only parent we have is our relationship with spirit like spirit and our support crew you know um our support crew being all, all of our homies that whatever whoever yeah, well, you vibe with well, you know, and the technology or, now exists that we have global a global support crew that, exactly. that te this technology's never existed before and so it is it's like it's like the the new frontier the wild west and it's becoming more of a i mean it, it it's having an effect that it's a physical place you know what i mean it's like it's not a physical place, but in our heads, it is. Our brains are starting exactly. to recognize it as a physical place. Yes. And exactly. Well, and it's because it's in our heart space. Ah. It comes down into our heart space, and that's where it becomes real. Like I was just saying to a friend recently, I was like, yeah, well, you know, when you have someone in your heart, inevitably you take on a part of their karma because that's just kind of how it works because we are really, truly all one. There is no separation. And when you let somebody in your heart, you're bringing them into your being. And so you can do that through our devices and, and everything else. And yet, it, it, so it, we're, we're all collectively ascending. But through that, we have to go through these little cleansing processes and, you know, like readying our bodies for this, this reality of psychic phenomenon. Like, you know, like I have a friend who... Um, I don't stay in touch with him too much anymore, but he's a neuroscientist, um, and he, years ago, was working on um, psychic technology. But the true, like, um, oh, like, dilemma with doing this psychic technology is ethics. And so it comes back into what we're talking about perfectly, you know, like, because how can, how can you teach this technology? <laughs> can you teach technology to govern ethics? You know, right. like, so... But but we have this reality of now this psychic connection through our technology, and then where ethics where does the ethics lie again? It comes back to for the foundation of self. Boom. Right. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> no, no. This is what this is about. We're figuring things out. 
I want to like I want to go back to where you you mentioned Tessa Mercury, and yeah. and and it, it, that fits in completely perfectly with what we're talking about with this this we have our homies out there, and uh-huh. and last December on Periscope Tessa did a one card pull for me. I was I was I didn't know what I was doing. I had just started. I've been I've been reading on Instagram for a month or two, and I was like I don't know if, what I'm doing here, and and I and she did a pull for me. And on on Periscope, and 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 she said, and and she was, and what I and she pulls this card, and what I'm thinking is is like, oh, she's gonna give me this beautiful reading. No, I can't even remember what the card was, but I, I remember thinking it was it's one of those positive cards, and she came at me so hard, yeah, and in your my face, and she said something that I'll never forget. She said, "You're not the hobo, you're a hobo." And from that oh moment, gosh. from that moment, like this thing is not whatever I'm doing is not about me. This is about like bringing everyone together, and I think you're on that same path. And so that's why I think like that hit with you too, because because now we're we're, I mean yeah, I mean I have to I'm trying I'm trying to make a living, and we have all these we have to live within the the constructs of the rules that are the physical rules that are out there. But like as we're doing it now, it's all about you know increasing the i don't even know the the network you know what i mean and yes. and bring yes. as many people and and trying to just get the message out to as many people and bring as many people into the heart center as possible yes. what's coming to mind is a meme i've seen where it's not about me it's about we or the pro it says problem and it has the word me with all these like oil um, pumps or drills, whatever they're called at the top, Right. all this destruction, it's me. And then we, it's flipped over right underneath, and there's like birds and beauty. And that's truly, again, coming into this idea of relativity and and spaciousness, being more community-oriented versus personal identity-oriented. Um, yeah, I love that. But you <laughs> are still the hobo, i got to say. <laughs> Uh, you're doing some great things you know like i think it's so fantastic and um well you're yeah. doing great things too you're, hey, you're, you're we're all doing great things. yeah i mean that's <laughs> we're, we're all just and that's and that's what i think like to think of as synergy is that we're it's synergy i mean there's the definition of like two people can do the job of 10 you know what i mean but uh-huh. I, but it's too. I always like to look at it as like all of us doing our separate things. Like if you have two people doing the same thing, then that's not really synergy. That's just two people doing the same thing. But when we're all doing our own individual things, but our common goal is the collective, then we're then things start. Busting. Yes, this is social coherence through and through. Because like when we do what's in our heart, then you're creating. Um, you're creating your truth in the world. You're weaving it. And it naturally then creates the magnetism between your heart space. Because I, I like to believe like the heart is like a crystal, right? And it has this like frequency that just pours out into your space. And when you actually operate from that space, you're amplifying your crystal. And then that's going to, you know, either bring in resonance or not and it doesn't have to be a big deal like you you vibe or you don't and you just create your little space you just all go towards your your light source that you like to connect to and share and and it creates abundance and so because then like you like we all 
we're connecting and we're doing like similar things, but we're all doing it differently. And there, there isn't another hobo doing your thing or like a me. And I need to remember that sometimes it's hard, but like all of us, we, it's just so beautifully perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we just like share from our hearts. Yeah. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. When, 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 when you're doing your thing and not, Somebody else Someone else's thing. Trying or trying to, fit to yeah, yeah, because you're, you fit in. Yeah. You fit in just naturally, just by your vibration. So like you don't yeah. like just like yeah. It's and then oh man, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> Yay! No I know. There's no word. You're just feeling it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's what's happening right now, and it's like it's like here we are talking to each other, and who knew that would ever happen? No, it's kind of a trip. I'm like. Okay, yeah, it's Mark's voice. I've heard it before, but I'm like, whoa, he's hearing my voice. And this is weird. <laughs> it kind of is. That's good. That's cool. weird. Is good. Yes. So, what else? So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this? We're we're both here. I think you and I are both standing in the exact same spot. <laughs> as far as like, where do we go from here? With we we we've got this knowledge we've got some control of our gifts we know there's more to come yeah. is it just about chilling out and trust or is it about getting to work and or everything like what do we do you know i keep getting that trust pulling that trust card like it's nobody's business <laughs> and so i do think that that's what it comes to and the word trust itself has taught me things before um just poetically versus with the um I forget what it's called, but like the shape of letters. There's a whole witchcraft thing about that, but I forget what that's called. Um, but these T's, right, that kind of, you know, lowercase t anyways, it can take you back to this whole concept of coming back into the heart center, the equidistant cross within a circle. I, just, I, um, I caught you it, just planting that in my head. <laughs> I'll never beautiful. see a T again. The same. <laughs> But okay, so like the little the little poet sort of thing that um, that spirit taught me was like, do you trust or do you rest? Are you are you grounding? Are you connecting through these through the heart space, or are you becoming like acidic and fearful? Um, so truly, what we need to do is come into another great T word combination of T words <laughs> is truth. We need to be able to just continue to anchor into your truth. And then everything else will take care of itself because when we can when we can know what our truth is, then we can we can take care of ourselves. We can either ask for help or we can um, show up in the world in a different way. Um, and then it just it governs us forward. Um, so I I think at least that's that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to take from it. As long as I can figure out what my truth is and just connect to that and express whatever emotional spectrum I need to in order to be real with that truth. Um, then I'll be okay. Right. I, guess. I like. I like. I like that. Do you trust or do you rest? Yeah. I like that because because trust trust still that, that, because you still have to be proactive. Yeah. <laughs> I think. But sometimes. Resting is proactive as well because I've got some, some. Uh, I've got, I, I. A lot of things that happen in my life look like procrastinating, mm -hmm. and I have you know some family members that um, think that that look at me and <laughs> and, so, and the, the 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 my pace makes them crazy. 
sometimes yeah. doing some things. And it's always like, look, sometimes I, I know that the world says when this goes wrong, you should jump to do this to mm. fix it. Like, for, for mm. instance, I have a, a, a junky car with a busted up radiator. And it's like, did you, get, did you get your car fixed yet? Did you get your car fixed yet? Did you get your car fixed yet? And it's like, no. Like, chill out. Like, there's other, where have just been other things going on in my life. And it's like, I just have this feeling that it's like something better is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, this better car comes along, you know? And it's like, had I taken the time, and, and I know, I'm just trusting the, my, the uni- what the universe is telling me. And so I think that's where yeah. it's hard with people, where it's like, what do you, no, you've got to take care of these things. And always, every time, someone looks at me like you're procrastinating in the end it always ends up turning out better i love it because that's a that's a a perfect example of you just trusting the flow your flow and being in harmony with that and that's not resting in in my opinion like doing procrastinating or or you know like that's just trusting flow it's trusting that Right, but, it, yeah, but, I, but I wasn't, but I'm not, but I don't say, all right, universe, bring it to me. What I say is I got to just, it, it's more of a waiting, you know, so that when the moment <laughs> yeah. comes, then you're, you're ready to jump. Where if yeah. you had put this money into fixing this old piece of junk, when that moment came to jump, you wouldn't have been able to, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. so there's still an action, come, the universe is going to bring it to you, but you still have to go get it when the universe the universe isn't going to it make it up for you. It's like, here you go. Are you going to open it yes. and do something with it, or should I give it to the next person? You have to actually do something when they get, it shows yes. the opportunity. Like That's like going in, going into the medicine, like I was saying earlier, kind of. Right. But, but trusting to go into those spaces. That's kind of a totally different analogy with how it makes sense to me in my life. <laughs> because waiting sometimes is the hardest part yeah. for me. Because yeah. like, I'm conditioned to want to, like, Correct. It's things painful sometimes. Oh, it's painful to wait, and it's like I know. I yes. have to Wait, it'll be better. Just chill out. I know. Yeah, it's work. It's work that waiting. Recently, with my work, it really slowed down. I was so freaked out. I was like, "Oh my God, it's happening! My inability to take care of my family is going to happen. The world is falling apart." And I just like went on this spree of like filling out applications and doing all this stuff. And now, like the ripple effect from some of that is I have some, I started, I have one new little job opportunity and another one that was a hospital to potentially do massage through them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, but I also stepped up and taught a yoga class that I I was subbing and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I can interweave Reiki and reflexology and restorative yoga, which is like the most relaxing yoga ever, if you're not familiar and um, it was so funny because that was such in my heart space to do that. And I taught one yoga class for an hour and ended up booking all of this body work and even like Reiki students being interested in that. And, you know, and that's going to, that's been creating its own little force of life. Right. Growing in ways that I was like getting my mind blown just yesterday thinking <laughs> about the possibilities with. And so it's so funny when, you know, like one hour versus like, oh, how many hours I spent on little applications in my resume that went nowhere. Right, <laughs> right. But, but also you could have like a moment of desperation where like you had to get this courage to, okay, force myself to go teach this class. And now, uh, now look, like, I don't know. I just love, I just, I don't know. So, sometimes it seems like if you correct things to the point of what culture says you should correct things, then 
you're not in a place to take that hour class. Mm -hmm. I know. I struggle so much with like letting go of that societal imprint about, you know, like kind of like what you were talking about with your family. It's so funny because I can embody my hardest self, but when, when I get stressed out, like the, <laughs> the conditioning takes over and I get all fun. Right. And then it will just like something will happen and it will just make me laugh, but it still doesn't stop me from spinning. <laughs> right. But it's all, you know, like I'm just going to trust the process. Don't you love it? Back to that. Don't you love it when you can look back and you can see, oh man, I put that puzzle together perfectly. I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> All yes. these things that you, these steps that you did and these decisions you made and you look back and you're like, it looks like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> if this, I wish this yeah. would have been the plan, I would be a success, but it just was all by yes. accident. <laughs> I know. I've said multiple times that I feel like an embodiment of Forrest Gump because I'm like, I don't know how this shit happens. It just fucking happens. <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's great. That's funny. I want to talk to you about one last thing. Okay. Boise. It's so awesome here. I, don't move here, people. Just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Well, keep keep Boise weird, I guess. Don't go there. Um, I used to live in Salt Lake City, so I'm somewhat oh, yeah. close to Boise. I've been there a few times. but it's I lived in Ogden for oh, a Oh, really? Season. So did I. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, but Boise's been this weird synchronicity in my life. I'm, I bet I've met six people from Boise in the last three weeks. What? Yeah. And, or, or done readings for people from Boise, or I had a phone call with someone from all these, all these Boise connections are coming into my life. And so what, what's going on there? <laughs> well, Idaho is really, <laughs> Idaho is really magical. And it's, it's called the gem state, right? There's tons of minerals here. And in Boise, there's actually a very large crystal bed under the state capitol building. Um, so it's got this little vortex of sorts that is pretty powerful. And there is a really strong community of healers here. Like, it's, it's crazy how, you know, like, for the general population, how many people here are healers or in, not enlightened, but, you know, living that that um, path, and um, especially in contrast <laughs> to the rest of the state, but um, it's a beautiful place, and, you know, the Boise River flows through town, and I feel like that is a huge, um, huge aspect yeah. between that crystal space um, in the heart of the city, and then this river that flows through. It just brings so much um, good energy here, and, like, I live off of the street called Warm Springs Avenue, like and that's um, kind of a, a crossroad to where I live, and it is one of the most historic streets in Boise, and there's like, I don't know, I, I swear probably like three out of four homes, if not more, have access to geothermal water. Oh, really? Like one of my um, neighbors, a friend of mine, he has access to it um, right outside his back door, and there's this steel water wheel and his rent is like lower than mine and for his better space it's so maddening when I discovered this <laughs> I was like you jerk this was supposed to be my house <laughs> but um pick the wrong one you got close <laughs> I got close but that's why I'm waiting for him to move out he said I'll die in that geothermal hot tub 
<laughs> before I move. Um, but anyway, it's just a really beautiful place, and it has a very vibing art culture. Or um, yeah, here and uh, there. There's a university here too, which I think helps quite a bit. There's definitely like a contrast um, between you know like conservatives and <laughs> and whatnot, yeah. but it's um it's it's cool. I really like it, and you can you know take an hour to drive into the mountains into this like pristine wilderness space, and it's beautiful. It's so refreshing. I was born here and lived here for um, like 23 years, and then I lived in Utah for a stint, came back, and then I moved out to New Jersey where I went to massage and body work school, and that's where I found myself um, it, and realized how much nature really meant to me, and then I came back 13 years later, and I, I don't really foresee myself leaving. I would love to be able to travel a lot and be able to get out of Boise in the wintertime, which I just... <laughs> Booked up. I'm going to be in California this uh, winter, November. Right on. Be fun. Getting the sun sunshine. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. I I always can tell when some we always whenever someone comes to visit us from Utah, it's all, it always rains that week every time. It's like, I promise it doesn't. All, it it never rains. I mean, we need the rain, so come visit. But <laughs> I hope it doesn't. I, I, I'm gonna. I hope not too. But yeah, so that's I mean as a Utah as a Utah boy what Idaho's known for is um high point beer and lottery tickets. So I've taken <laughs> yeah. But so it's been weird that, that all these Idaho uh, connections have been hit me the last couple of times. But no, that's yeah. cool. this has been awesome. This has been oh man, this yeah, has been enlightening. So much, so it's fun. been so enlightening. I I had no idea what to expect and man, this you just blew me away. Um what? I, I didn't know what to expect either. <laughs> it was so fabulous. Yeah. How I survived I survived, you survived the um, you survived. skydive. You survived. <laughs> there was a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> now you're now you're on the ground and ready to do I feel it like again. I need to go like have a meal or a drink yeah, or something now. It's yeah. Like what? When you, here, now? when you get out here, you do it. How do can people? Um, what's the best way to get you? Is it Instagram, Facebook? All of the above. Oh, I, I I love Instagram these days, so um, that is definitely where I feel the most connected. Um, so yeah, spiritual alchemy on uh, Instagram. Okay. But yeah, if you're interested, anyone's interested in um, pursuing more about what I do or connecting further, my website um, is linked on my Instagram, but it's crest.center. So right on. Kind of like a crescent move. Yes. Right on. Thanks so much, Mark. This is yeah, fun. this was awesome. When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through When my rambling days are over And my gambling days are through If you tell me that you love me I'll be coming back to you 